0: Like who will get a kiss from Daddy? Who will get who will get a kiss, kiss from, from Daddy? daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the theme song is. Yeah.
1: Also kira- get a kiss, kiss from Daddy, daddy. <laughs> Also. Uh if you've ever thought if you've ever thought in your life about the McCulkin brothers, the uh Col the Colkin. Colkin brothers, thank you. Uh, the Colkin brothers, Uh, you'll watch this show and be like, why does that guy look so familiar if you don't know who Kieran Colkin is? And then you'll realize, oh, it's because he and his brother, Macaulay Colkin look so similar, it's crazy. I don't agree. No, they look really similar.
0: I really don't agree. They look so similar. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I think they look like different guys. They do. That, That looks like... Hold on. Show me. Show me right now. They're...
1: They look really similar. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Their
0: faces—they're like Macaulay's face, like points down, and Kieran's face points to the sides. That is. They have the same haircut in that picture, and that is the only. That is not true. That That is is not true.
1: That is untrue. I want to post this picture on Patreon and make a poll that just says who. Just post it on Instagram. Yeah, I'm just gonna post it and just say like. Do you guys think these two men look similar? Get in the comp. Like here they are, side by side. They look related. No, they don't. Yes, they Macaulay do. Macaulay Culkin
0: looks more related to Willem Dafoe than he does to <laughs> <Yeah>. Kieran
1: Culkin. <laughs> they look very similar. They don't. Yeah. You know who Kieran Culkin does look like, definitively though? Tobey <laughs> Maguire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Should we start? Yes. Let's start for real. Cool. Hi. Welcome to Lukewarm Takes. It's like Hot Takes, but worse. I'm Jack. I'm Ford. Um. And Macaulay and Karen Coleman do not look the same. Yes, I do. Okay. I look similar. You're allowed- I will let you- I will let you live in your fantasy world. My fantasy world? Yes, I'll let you- I'll let you live in the reality you've constructed for yourself. Mm-hmm. The reality But of... the one that I've constructed is closer to objective reality. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean the same- <laughs> You mean the same one where you decided, where you as a person decided, I'm gonna watch Mad Men, and you were like what sixteen?
0: Yeah, cause it's like it's one of those shows that it's like, if you want to go into TV, people are like, oh, you should watch Mad Men, and so I was like, I guess I will, and then I got through two episodes, and I was like, these men suck. <laughs> you and now I'm at I'm not, now I'm watching Secession, and I'm like, these men suck. Yeah. But also,
1: they suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but also, you're the same man who was like. I don't remember when you said this was when you were a child, but you wanted to go into
0: advertising? Yeah. So, for that, I'm claiming... I'm well, gonna... yeah, because it was it was when commercials were in their golden age. What? Golden all, age? Like, the, like, the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Every commercial that came out was a banger. You got Flo <laughs> from Progressive. Mm-hmm. You had that f- insurance baby um, who had the really deep voice. He was, like, the... He was, like, a live-action boss baby. Oh, my God. Um, you had Geico Gecko. Um, there were just, like, there were some great ads running. No. Literally, yes. I
1: disagree.
0: Are I... you watching TV? <laughs> yes, I was. It's like, yeah, they were ads, but they were good. They were well-produced. They were really well-thought-out.
1: Yeah. I'm not disagreeing exactly. I'm just saying, like, I can't believe you. Like, sorry, I'm, like, trying to picture you. I was eight as a eight-year-old, being like, hey. Because yeah, I wanted to do something creative. And ads? That's what you came to? Yeah. Okay. Because I liked the commercials. <laughs> okay. For this reason, I don't think you get to say I live in a fantasy world, whatever you were like advertising.
0: How are those things connected? Yes, they are.
1: <laughs> but really, they're not? Yes, they are.
0: I don't know how I ended up here either, but I have to go up I'm doubling down.
1: All right. What do we have for news? Okay. I did I don't even know how I ended up there. Um,
0: yeah. We're gonna we're gonna leave from Stanford just saying blatantly <laughs> untrue things about the world.
1: <laughs> you know, it's hard to be a person sometimes. I had a
0: traumatic <laughs> morning. That's true. Give Pay a- us money to find out about our traumatic morning. It's in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Give me a break. I even thought straight since ten AM. <laughs> I genuinely have it. Anyways, Ayatsi.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. What happened, I am not on the most steady of footing with exactly what happened with IATSE, but the gist of it is contracts are being ratified um, with the people that IATSE was going to strike against. Um, Contracts are being ratified because the Electoral College of IATSE voted to ratify them. Mm -hmm. Um, The popular vote was against it, Um, but... there there are these things called locals and that's like kind of the electoral college thing and all of the locals ended up like the majority of it voted to ratify yeah it was a real 2016 situation of course um where it was like a super close vote whether or not to ratify these contracts Mm -hmm. and it was like 48 to 52 is what i read um and 52 percent wanted to keep negotiating um but that 48 percent had more electoral sway for sure um so, it's not great. One of the headlines I saw called it a worst-case scenario. Um, yeah, it's kind of... But the contracts are three years, and it sounds like people are like waiting those three years, and then they're going to go through this whole process again and hopefully get further, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun, because that's when all of us are going to be entering the film industry. Love that for us. Yeah. It's going to be a chaotic time for us. Yeah, it's like, can we have work? And everyone will be like, no, there is no work. You are not allowed. Love that for us. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's uh, all right, because I'm, I'm going to be doing... Most of the stuff I want to do would be non-union stuff. But I want to be I want be an indie mother... I want... I just want to write my silly little things. Yeah. Got it. Um, so that's the strike update. Uh. You can find more information... Um, I got my information from Deadline Hollywood, and also something else, uh, Jacobin. Uh, that's where I got my stuff from. What else was on was on our our little news list? Well, on more of an upside, there are set photos from Miss Mazel and Good Omens season yes. two. The Miss Mazel photos are so lovely. I'm so excited for season four. I cannot wait for Midge's life to fall apart more. I love it. I love it when women's lives go wrong on TV. Yeah.
1: Literally, I said this earlier today, and I truly stand by it. I'm a sucker for the
0: messy, messy girl genre. Yes. And boy, is Midge messy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of her, like, in a little dressing room, uh, looking sad because of the events that happened in season three. Uh, and then it was one of her, of her parents who look... Decidedly less sad, which is interesting, because mm-hmm. it also didn't end well for them. Um, have you seen the Good Omens ones?
1: Uh yes, it's uh like David Tennant and uh, M- Michael Sheen sitting in little chairs next to each other, and they she- have their little they have their little names on them, and they're sitting in their costumes.
0: Good for them. I
1: I believe there's footage, uh, there's set photos of them like walking around in Soho.
0: So we're back in Soho. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, That's fun. That. Um... It heightens my hopes that this isn't going to be a chronological season two. Yeah. Um, also,
1: there were s- photos from, like, the bookstore. Yeah. So. Cool. It looks like the
0: bookstore is back. That's lovely. Because did did they move to South Downs in the show? No, not in the show. Okay, so maybe it is a chronological sequel. Because what would be ideal is that they just really expand on episode three, Cold Open. Yeah, and it's just Crowley and Aziraphale through the ages, and there is no overarching plot. Please Um, God, but that is not what Neil is going to give us. No, because it's Neil Gaiman, and he's a writer. Yeah, but if we can get something anywhere close to that, I will be happy. Yeah,
1: or at least give us the the proposed plan of cottage in South Downs. Yeah, please. Maybe
0: maybe the whole plot is like the it's like it's like angelic demonic house hunters. I love that. That'd be so fun if, like, all of the conflicts that have in season two are like, oh, God, we don't know what a mortgage is. Uh, it's just one episode is just
1: 45 minutes of them Googling and then arguing about what a yeah. mortgage
0: is. Yeah, and then it's like one of the episodes is like they have to pick out furniture that goes with both their styles. And they get lost in an Ikea. Yes. Give us, give us Crowley and Aziraphale Ikea content.
1: Yeah, I want to see them, like, get get accidentally separated in this ikea and the entire episode is like the parking lot episode of seinfeld where they're constantly trying to find each other yes gorgeous and, and they just like keep passing by each other <laughs> it's like i think I they s- go in and
0: out of aisles like a scooby-doo
1: yeah chase scene like i think i see you through the children's section <laughs> yeah what's next
0: uh, Baz Luhrmann Elvis biopic. Baz Luhrmann Elvis biopic. It, um, was gonna come out earlier, but it got pushed back to June 2022. Uh, it looks real fun. I'm very excited. It's about Elvis's relationship that he had with the producer. Um, seemingly not homoerotic. No, this was an abusive dynamic. I see. Um,
1: like genuinely, there were like reports from his family years later that they were like, yeah, this was a really
0: up situation cool cool it's uh, about that. that um I love Baz Luhrmann so much mm-hmm. he he speeds up footage a little bit and puts some bright colors places and I'm like and you the- go you little Australian guy and the gays go wild yes you know well, ever- the gays either go wild or despise him <laughs> he's so, he's such a divisive director
1: yeah like Okay, maybe you didn't like the Great Gatsby movie, but I did. But I did. Well, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was a poor choice. But I, I like have... the rest of it. Why? I don't know. He did... His vibe is just like not fruity
0: enough. Hmm, that's fair. It was it was right when he was transitioning from young Leo to current Leo. Yeah. And he, as young Leo, he would have been too young to play Gatsby. But as yeah. current Leo, he is not the right vibe. Um, and I feel like he was, like, at the right age and kind of the right vibe, but it was, like, weird transitional Leo. Yeah, it just wasn't right,
1: you know what I mean? I yeah.
0: feel
1: like, like, I saw... This... I love him as Gatsby. Yeah, I, I love think... love Toby as Nick. I think Toby McGuire was an excellent choice as Nick Caraway? But, yeah, I liked, I liked him fine. He did a good performance. It's just that I would have liked it more if it was somebody else.
0: Who? Uh,
1: I saw a really good fan art that somebody made that was, like, uh... I've heard this theory for years, like, that Gatsby is a white-passing black man.
0: Oh, yes. And I, yeah. I would have fucking killed for that. Yeah. I... That goes along with my dream Gatsby concept, um, which is Harlem Renaissance Gatsby. Yeah. And so, if I... If we
1: had had that... Yeah.
0: Uh. Mwah. That would have been cool.
1: Uh. What else? Uh, Disney Day happened last week, which... Not really of great significance to us, but there is some important stuff that was confirmed. Like uh, Shang Chi is on Disney Plus, which is much earlier than most things get moved to streaming. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a series now confirmed for Tiana in 2023, so that's happening. Uh Disney released a bunch of voices on TikTok.
0: Yes, Rocket the raccoon. He yeah. can speak to you on TikTok, but he can't say the word gay. Yeah, <laughs> this is. He can say slurs.
1: Yeah, he can actively say he can actively say the T-slur. Yeah.
0: Um, it's just like Rent Live on Fox mm-hmm. when they censored the line where they call a character daddy, but they kept in all of the slurs, and it was a bunch of straight actors. Yeah. Cheers. mm mm-hmm. um, What else? Eternals. Eternals came out. Um, I've heard good things so far. I've heard really mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. My opinion of The Eternals is, uh, watch The Old Guard, it's a Netflix original. Yeah, just watch The Old Guard, you'll get the same experience. Yeah, it's also about, uh, immortal guys who get brought in when shit goes wild. Um, And you aren't just funding, and you aren't just funding Marvel. Yeah, and there's gorgeous gay people. It's where the, it's where the, he's not my boyfriend monologue comes from. Yeah, that Um,
1: everybody goes crazy for.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I'm probably gonna watch The Eternals. Cause it looks, yeah. it looks really pretty, which is the only reason I want to see it. I watched the trailer, and I was like, shapes and colors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I I don't like the Marvel shooting style. I don't like how much of it is CGI. But goddamn, is it some nice looking CGI? Um, I want to get I want to get immersed in a magical little
1: world. Yeah. Uh, for the ne- this next part, we're gonna do a little discussion, and then we need to pause, and then we need to continue. Because we said we were going to do this yesterday. Uh, Because Taylor Swift released Red. She re-released it, Taylor's Um, version. We don't have to watch it right now. But I want to be able to give an informed opinion. we got to
0: talk about the music. Okay. Have you listened to it? Yes, I've listened to the whole album. Okay. (laughs) Taylor Swift's uh, Red, Taylor's version has been released. Um, It is... So, it is so nice. It is very, very good. It's so good. Um, the The actual, like, songs that y- were on the original Red don't seem all that different to me, except yeah. that, like, her voice, like, she's grown technically as a singer so much, and so it's, like, it's just, like, um, those songs, but she's singing better, and a little bit of the instrumentation has changed. Yeah. Um, it, it
1: just seems like she...
0: It literally just feels like a slight maturing
1: of it, where it's just like, she's like, okay, this sounded good as it was, but we can tweak it a little bit.
0: Yeah, which I think is just like what most of it is. I didn't listen to most of the Taylor's version songs that have come out before this, Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's just like what it's like the whole time. Um, But, yeah, there wasn't a lot of difference. It was just like cleaned up versions of the Red songs, But the songs from The Vault, ooh, ooh, they hit. They're good. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Um, also, Phoebe Bridger's got a verse, all the sad gay girls. Yes, Nothing New is delicious. Um, yeah. Nothing New, when Phoebe comes in, God, it's good. Um, I really like the, in terms of the From the Vault songs, um, I really like Message in a Bottle, Ronin, uh, and Babe, and Nothing New. Um, What this has done is make me listen to Red again, which is not my go-to Taylor Swift album. My go-tos, if you're wondering, are Speak Now and Folklore. I was Um, a Red person. I was absolutely a Red person. I was a Red person because it was like, when I was, it came out when I was in sixth grade, and it Mm -hmm. was like, she was the first artist that I like, followed, and Mm -hmm. so it was like, Right when I started getting into her, she released a new album, and I was like, "Wow, this is the first time that I've been conscious when an artist I like released music." And yeah. so like, it's special for that reason. Um, but it's it's never one of the ones that I like. Yeah. Keep coming
1: back to like I said, but I think it's an important turning point in her musical style because that's yeah. It's she her first f-
0: pop album. Yeah,
1: it's whenever she fully transitioned over.
0: Yeah, and it's real. It's real good, and make like listening to this version has just like been me listening to red songs again and they yeah they, they slap they feel a little yeah like who
1: if you say that you don't like I knew you were trouble I think you're a liar mm-hmm.
0: I simply think you're a liar oh um, we want <laughs> we haven't seen the the all too well short film I also haven't listened to the 10 minute version of all too well because it's too long and I don't have the attention span to be invested in a song for that long mm-hmm. Um but we did watch yeah. um, a a two thousand nine Star Trek AMV <laughs> to "I Knew You Were Trouble." This was something where and oh. I, you're thinking, you're thinking, oh, it's from Spock's perspective because Jim is a heartbreaker. But no, Mm-mm. you're experiencing Kirk drift. It's Spock who's trouble, yeah. and in the part where it goes, now I'm lying <laughs> on the, the cold ground, it shows a clip of Kirk falling onto ice. Yeah. And then it cuts to Spock walking through the door. It's so good. It's a per. I was like, like we were. It's right up there with that Rise of the Guardians AMV where they make it look like Jack Frost is singing the lyrics to Christina Perry's Human. Yeah. Like we were, (laughs) like we were scrolling through, and I was
1: like, stop. There's a Taylor Swift one. Yes.
0: It. I. I don't know if it's a universal experience for gay people to just like when there's nothing else to do, you just gather around and look up, like, Destiel edit on YouTube, (laughs) and then just, like, watch whatever ones look funniest. Yeah, Um, like we did last night. But if you haven't done that before, I highly (laughs) recommend.
1: I feel like we all got closer that evening.
0: Yeah, it's it's a real bonding experience. It's also fun to look up ones that you watched yourself in middle school. Mm -hmm. Um... That that rise of the guardians Christina Perry AMV is uh, yeah. very near and dear to my heart. I've seen it. It's so fun. I love it. Ah uh, gosh. Yes, I am transgender. Why would you ask? <laughs>
1: how How did you know? Yeah. How did you tell? Is there any other news? No, that's about it. All I was right. actually thinking. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, w- I was thinking, good chap. Uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh we could do a little. We could do a little all too well, like a. Uh, uh, live reaction thing in a post that as a bonus
0: yes let's do a bonus ah maybe not tonight because i have no blood in me
1: yes your your blood your yeah. blood has been
0: stopped. update for the people who weren't here for the pre-show um i had to get a bunch of blood drawn today because i've been on tea for several months and they just never took my levels Mm-hmm. They just gave me tea without knowing what my what my blood was already like. Yeah, they were which like, is real. They were like we could give you some hormones, it will be fine. Like real baller. Move. Fine, but they were like, I think that we're gonna stop doing that until we know more about you. Like that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, which is great because um, theoretically, my mom's adopted, so I don't really know. but Theoretically, fucked up hormone things run in my family. Yeah. So i don't know, find that out about me, and then yeah, I will continue to. Inject myself with boy goo. Um, yeah, I need to get my levels
1: tested again before I start because I have PCOS, so yes. I already have testosterone that's
0: higher than the average bear. Yeah, I wonder how much testosterone bears have in them. I wonder. The animals, not the gay men. Not the gay men. I'm sure the gay men have like the normal amount of cis man. Yes, we <laughs> unless they're trans bears, and then they probably still do if they're on testosterone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Um. We're learning so much. We, we are, um, making characters for the same, the same group of people are about to be in yet another D&D campaign. Because we- Bringing it up to a grand total of three D&D campaigns that are just combinations of the same people. We are truly obnoxious gay people. Yeah, um, but someone is, one of the people is playing bear folk, a bear folk person. Uh, (laughs) The DM is homebrewing, like- many different races. Yeah,
1: I don't know why John is doing this to themself.
0: They're they're doing God's work. Yeah. Um, But we were saying that um, the barefoot character should be a bear centaur, where the top half is a bear like the gay man and the bottom half is a bear like the animal.
1: Um, So it's
0: a bear bear. Yeah, it's a bear bear. (laughs) Uh, So just keep that keep that in your hearts, dear listeners. Keep that in your in your thoughts and prayers? As we transition into this
1: next part of the show, where we yeah, talk about the actual show. You know how we've been talking for an hour. Uh, we're gonna go into the part where we actually talk about something now. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah. The, uh, what's the topic? Theater. Yeah. It's. I know we've already done a Broadway episode. Ford brought this up to me several times when we were planning. Yeah, I was like. Um, but we did a Broadway episode before Broadway was open again. Yeah. And what has happened since then is that. Shows are, like, performing again and rehearsing again. Um, both of those things are generally happening in person, and performances are generally happen- happening unmasked. Um, and we go to a school with a, a vibrant and robust theater program, so it's like, we've been witnessing this sh- firsthand. Um, and it's, it's, been, it's been interesting to watch sure. the world return to having live performances.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we say this from experience because, you know... We've gone out and
0: done some. We've gone out into the field. We've done. We've tested the waters. Yeah, I was just in a show, um, which is why I wasn't on the last week's episode. Yeah, uh, I performed on Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I, I told them I snitched on you. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, I was I was Juliet. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. Um, when we were standing up to do bows from our our dead Romeo and Juliet pose, uh, the person playing Juliet. Their corset got caught on my overall buttons, and so she couldn't stand up. Um, and afterwards, my, my good friend Dylan was like, that's what happens when your leads are a he-they and a she day." <laughs> I was like, you're right, but you shouldn't say it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very fun, though. It's
1: because Dylan's a bully.
0: Yeah, it is so strange rehearsing with masks on and performing with them off. I did not see the bottom half of anyone's faces until the day we were performing. Yeah, um, which is how it goes for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, we've been like steadily venturing out and doing a bit more theater stuff, and so we figured uh, now was a good time. Now that we've now that we have a bit of a have a bit of post, not post COVID, uh, post main part of COVID. Yeah, theater in us we can do a proper review of like what's
0: what's theater looking like now yeah it's been interesting to be in audiences um and like look at audiences from the stage because it's like i feel like people do not know how to be an audience member anymore not in the way that people are being worse at it Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's just like the way that people engage with it is different Mm -hmm. because now part of it is definitely like you're watching an actor and the actor doesn't have a mask on and they're really in the room with you with no mask on.
1: And it's very... Causes you to be weirdly tense because you're like...
0: Yeah. And it's like people get... Like actors on stage get real close to each other and it's like... You're like, whoa, that's not social distancing. Yeah. And it's also like then you're aware that like you're in packed theater seating with like many other people. Yeah. It was like...
1: See, we went to see Town and... The thing about Hadestown, I love Hadestown, but, uh, they were very, very precautious. Like, you had to have your vaccine card out, you had to be fully masked, you were not allowed to take the off, not yeah. once. Uh, it was, like, pretty f- safe, mm-hmm. but you aren't going to be able to, but you're not going to be able to get away from the fact that you are in a packed theater, and I don't think, like, the experience was good, and I'm glad we did yeah. And we were
0: also, like in this, like, little side area of seating. Yeah. Um, and so there was only one person in, like, within six feet of us who wasn't in our immediate group. And I did feel bad for her, because during intermission, oh boy, we were kind of obnoxious talking about Act One. Um. Yeah, well, <laughs> she'll she'll deal with it. Yeah. She got some fun commentary on Hades <laughs> Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we've seen a couple other shows since then. That were
1: Arts Emerson, meaning they were within our school where everyone is also fully vaccinated.
0: Well, Iphigenia wasn't.
1: That's true. Iphigenia was
0: in the school. Arts Emerson is not an Emerson, like, it's not an organization by and for Emerson students. It's just, like, the shows that Emerson College hosts. Yeah, no, you're right. That was a different, that was a bit different. Yeah. But, so yeah, we saw a show that was just Emerson people, and then we saw a couple of shows that were just like whole like, yeah, we were exposed to the elements, yeah. out there. those people could have been from anywhere,
1: yeah that that makes me nervous, and I you know, even though we were being literally as safe as humanly possible in a situation like that, yeah, I don't think I would I, I don't think I feel, I still don't feel entirely
0: comfortable being in that setting. No. I just don't. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I feel like the energy in live performances is just really heightened now, mm-hmm. because like there's nervous energy, and then also like everyone is so excited to be like seeing live theater again. Like when mm-hmm. we saw Hadestown, it was, the Hades Town tour was the first live theater open to the public that had happened since March 2020. mm mm-hmm. um, Like it had been 18 months. And we saw it, I think, the second day of the run. Mm. Um, and so, like, it was fresh. Like, people had, it was, like, one of the first shows that had shown in Boston. Like, that fucking crowd, the energy
1: was crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, like, people, people were, like, reacting. People weren't reacting as much as they should have been. Town is very much a show where you can, like, cheer and, like, yeah, not catcall, but, like, Verbally support the actors on stage, which didn't happen a lot. Mostly because it was a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, And it's not. It's not as much part of white people culture to do that. Um, No. And the it there is something to be said about the fact that it's like a show. When we saw it, it was like vast majority people of color, and it was like a show that takes a lot from music spearheaded and created by black people and I was like performing for a white audience um and so it's like there's going to be a little bit of cultural dissonance there Mm -hmm. um but I feel like it was less than it would have been pre-pandemic yeah
1: because people were just so excited to be yeah because
0: it's like the energy was enough to get like even white people sitting in a fancy theater with tickets that they paid a lot of money for Mm -hmm. to to loosen up a little, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, No, I will say, I, with that in mind, theater is, like, the farthest I would go. I still don't think I would go to, like, a convention or something like that, or even stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like,
0: because there's a difference between, like, sitting in one place and then for a couple hours and then leaving... To going to an all day event where you're touching things on tables yeah. and interacting mm-hmm. <laughs> directly with other people yeah. and like people are holding your phone to take pictures. Yeah, it's like there's so much. Theater is definitely less of an of a danger yeah. danger than uh, a convention. Yeah, or something
1: like that. So yes, you should in fact be held responsible if you're going to conventions. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, um, I think it's really interesting how the shows that are performing, at least in my little experience here right now, um, and the shows that are like starting to get recognition are all so like hyper aware of the fact that they are performances and like mm-hmm. stories. Um, like Hades Town mm-hmm. is about the fact that we keep telling the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, and then we saw Iphigenia. We saw the world premiere of Iphigenia, which is this very cool opera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as it wasn't as bougie as it sounds. Yeah, it's my opinion on Iphigenia is that it is fascinating and it is so cool to watch how opera and jazz like interact with each other. And the story is really well told. It is also an opera. Yeah. Um so if you don't like opera, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. Um, but Iphigenia is like about the main character, Iphigenia, realizing that she is in a retelling of the myth before she sacrifices herself for Greece. Um and it's like about the previous iterations of Iphigenia getting her to realize that before she could sacrifice herself. Yeah. Um and so it's like that's very meta. And then the production of Romeo and Juliet that I was in, it was like a. It was a staged reading, so we all had scripts. So it was like meta in that sense, where everyone was very aware that we were actors reading from scripts. Um, but b the director did a lot to like m- kind of, I guess, make people aware that it was like a play and that it was like a production of Romeo and Juliet. Um, and the the ghost quartet. Was, uh, I was literally about to say a similar thing, and it's just like so many shows that are being put on now and shows that are gaining popularity now are like meta yeah they're like trying to break the immersion that theater was once supposed to give you Mm -hmm. um and I don't I don't have any like coherent thoughts about how that came out of the pandemic I think that part of it is just that like we get that immersion from film and video games and mm-hmm. online content now and so it's like theater has to like find a new angle and it's a very cool new angle yeah i'm i'm obsessed i'm with very it. into it yeah it's it's not it's not brechtian
1: yeah um it's also like a return to dadaism in a way you know like surrealism that's yeah a like, little bit like because it's like you have this very ni- like nihilist like absurd sense of humor like very dark and then you also combine it with a bit of that meta surrealism
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: you're kind of returning to form of like wow we're in the dark ages
0: <laughs> I don't I'll be real I don't think the 1920s was the dark ages It certainly feels like it right now <laughs> <laughs> the 2020s are the dark ages Yes yeah. uh, I was more uh, referring... 100 years ago though people were just around with words in I was referring to the night I
1: the... was referring to the
0: 1930s and like the... Oh, that's true. Surrealism and Dadaism are both 20s movements, though. Yeah,
1: Don't test me. Okay, that doesn't mean they didn't continue, but going on. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, what do you think, they just stopped?
0: (laughs) They kind of did. Weird. Yeah, the Surrealist movement really died out after that one big exhibition um, where they covered the floors in dirt so people would feel like they were (laughs) in a cave. Um, I love
1: that. Just yeah. imagine like you put on this whole movement and you're like, and you're like, we're going to cover the floors in yeah. dirt. So it feels like a cave. Yeah, and it, then, it-
0: yeah, it wasn't that surrealism died out. It was just like all of the big names in surrealism kind of stopped doing making shit. surrealist art. Um, yeah. my beloveds they kept rewriting the surrealist manifesto like different people kept writing it because they had all this personal beef and they wanted a manifesto that excluded the people they didn't like (laughs) they were like this is what surrealism is and then someone else would be like surrealism is this except if you if if your name is salvador dali you can't be a surrealist it was like that was that was the whole movement was just people trying to out surreal each other Uh, My first exhibition, someone got beat up with an umbrella. (laughs) I love those guys. Sorry, that was such a tangent. But a very (laughs) good one. Thank you. Also, uh,
1: but yeah, we're kind of returning to, like, that 1930s, 1940s era of just, like, everything sucks, so we're gonna make weird art about it.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm here for it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh actor culture is kind of like another big thing that's been shifting because it's like the way that people rehearse and the way that you interact with like actors especially because like safety is such a big priority now whenever it comes to covid because otherwise uh it you're just gonna get your you're gonna get your ass like uh, you're gonna get your ass chewed for it because it's like you can't just sit like you can't just around with safety anymore Mm -hmm. you have to be careful it's like yeah it's
0: forcing it's kind of forcing people out of that culture where it's like you have to push through illness and injury and crisis to act and work for like 12 hours a yeah. day, which is which is good um although it's more of the new generate like not yeah. the new but like the people who have either just entered the industry or are about to enter the industry who are like really taking it seriously and now that the vaccines have rolled out and like restrictions are being lowered people are starting to like try and push that um like work through injury culture again yeah like I know my roommates you guys know Alex's scene partner had a fever and skipped a rehearsal and their professor was like you should have been able to tell if it was a COVID fever or not yeah and since your COVID test was negative why weren't you in class and it's like because he had a fever god damn yeah
1: It was, like, a whole saga where it's, like, this one professor was just torturing
0: this poor guy. Yeah. Um, and so it's, like, now that people, now that people have, like, experienced what it's like to, like, have health prioritized in theater, they're, um, like, oh, we don't want to go back. Yeah, people are, like, why would we go back to that? Like, why would we go back
1: to getting treated like garbage, which is, like, the major, which is the really the big theme of 2021, where it's, like, why do we want to go back to getting treated like human garbage?
0: (laughs) I was at this, um, like, drop-in ballet class over the summer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm hot. (laughs) Hot people take ballet. That's not true. Um, But afterwards, I was talking to the woman who was teaching it, and she was like, yeah, it's so crazy now. Like, before uh dancers would like come in when they were like actively throwing up and we would just like perform and they would like run off to throw up sometimes and it's like people would come in with the full flu and now they're not and it's like we're missing so much rehearsal time and I was like bestie that that's not the problem (laughs) I think you just missed you have missed the point of what you were saying you just missed something
1: like here you are here's the point (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: I was like, maybe maybe play that one back yeah. for yourself
1: and get back to me. Yeah, like, say it for me again, real yeah. slow.
0: <laughs> God. Like, it's
1: it, it also is really revealing, because it's, like, it's showing people's true colors, because you literally have to say, in order to be like, I think theater should go back to the way it was, you have to say, and I quote, I think your health is less important than this little show. Yeah. Which... Sounds horrible, no matter which way you put it. You could be like, well, they're professionals and they should be able to push through. Push through what? A pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> push through what? An, an <laughs> a global pandemic, bestie? Yeah. Like, no matter what you say, you look like a supervillain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. No, I don't have anything to add to that. I <laughs> I did. <laughs> um. Do you want to just talk about the shows we've seen? Yes, because oh they were good. They were yeah.
1: great. Uh, we kind of had like a couple weekends where we just kind of saw saw some stuff, and it was like really exciting to see yeah. stuff. Yeah, Hades Town. Hades Town was, was beautiful. Phenomenal. There was we had an understudy and. He would. uh he was black. This was important because all the other guys who were playing Orpheus
0: were like white red headed men. Yeah. And but... well it's two guys. Yeah. The understudy's black and the main cast member is a ginger. Yeah, and no. We, there's... Got, we got this kid who was class of twenty twenty one NYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh he's fresh. Fresh, fresh. Like fresh.
1: Like fresh as in he left the building he yesterday. Just, he
0: just popped out.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. They and haven't even cut his NYU umbilical
1: cord. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't cut his tish lifeline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they haven't cut that tish umbilical cord. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, he was
1: so good. I genuinely can't imagine it without...
0: I can't imagine Orpheus as a non-black person. Yeah. Like, ever again. Yeah. The casting was very cool. Um... Persephone. It's the same Persephone as Broadway. Yeah. Um. And she, of course, did an amazing job. Um, the ensemble was great. Um, they, they, they were so good at their jobs. Man, <laughs>
1: your ensemble is GNCAF. Game
0: ensemble is GNCAF. Um. They. Yeah. It was really good. It. I forgot that there were like actual like dance moments in the show. Yeah. Um, because so it like it's so lyric heavy and also like it's a very cluttered stage. Yeah. Um and yeah, but there there are a couple of like really cool dance moments and the ensemble just killed them. Yeah. Um there was one of the members of the ensemble is like a there's someone on TikTok who calls herself a certified and ordained fat, and I think it's fun. But one of the one of the people in the ensemble um, was like this fat guy, and it was very cool seeing him doing like all of the all of the dances and yeah. stuff. Because usually they don't let that happen on Broadway. They don't no. let that slide. Um, no, but it was really interesting. That to see. person was
1: so talented. Yeah,
0: I'm obsessed with him. I found him on TikTok later, and he was just talking about knitting. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Uh, there was some,
0: there, yeah. There were just some like real good representation moments in our Broadway episode. We were talking about how this simply does not happen um but it's happening on the Hades Town tour. Yeah. This is why I really think that Hades Town is one of the best shows. Yeah. Coming coming through Broadway in the last several years. Uh, their their Hades and their Persephone was absolutely yes. phenomenal. Yes. There um, were there were a couple moments where people in the audience audibly gasped um, cuz it was just like everything was just like staged so, so beautifully. It At was At the so end perfect. of Epic 3 um, Hades, like, pulls out a flower for Persephone, and everyone in the audience was like, <gasps> and then there's, like, this beautiful moment of silence. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And also, like, I can't
1: believe this didn't get more of a reaction, but whenever the, sta- like, during, uh, gosh, why did doubt it- Doubt comes in. No, not doubt comes in. The mm-hmm. stairs lighting up? No. Oh. I'm talking in at the end of Act 1, uh, during- Oh, wait, no. Why we build the wall. No, wait for me. It's, like, oh. whenever
0: he's going deeper, and then- he gets to Hades Town in the stage yeah. part. The stage like splits open and in, there's like industrial lighting in the background and it like turns on and it like illuminates Orpheus from the back and he's like, wait. And it I can't believe that didn't you know get the song.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that didn't get more of a reaction because oh my god, that was so cool. That was like the most visceral thing I've ever felt in my life. Just yeah. like watching the stage split open, I was like, oh my god! <laughs>
0: Yeah, they had those little swinging lights. I love those lights. guys.
1: The headlamps. Yeah, the headlamps. Yeah. I, and of course there was the part at the end whenever the stairs light up and people gasped anyway whenever she disappeared.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Orpheus turned around and it's like, we've known this whole time that Orpheus is going to turn around and people were still like, oh my god, he turned around. But it's the fact that they... They the actors are so talented. Yeah, it's like it's such a well written and was such a well performed story that's like even though everyone is so aware that it was gonna happen, it was still a shock when it happened. Yeah, and it was like the stairs that he was like about to go up to get out of Hades Town lit up, and he was like walking up them, and it was like for a second everyone was like, "Oh, he's sh- gonna make it." <laughs> they were like, "He's gonna do it! My boy's gonna do it!" <laughs> and no, he didn't because it's the it's the Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah, it. like
1: what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah. And there was the guy, well after everyone had gasped, and been like, oh my god, I can't believe it. They did believe it, but also, why? This guy just went, idiot. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There were a couple moments, um, where people's phones went off in, like, dead silent moments. There was, like, people in the- And I've never felt more rage.
1: Yeah, there was, like, people in the pod behind us. Yeah. Because we were, like, in a little pod. Um. And this guy's phone just start going off, and I hear this, like, 12-year-old kid
0: go, Dad! <laughs> Good. He should be shamed. He should be publicly shamed. They should have yeah. brought him on stage. Yeah, They should just have stopped the show, turned the house lights on. Yeah. <laughs> Hades
1: himself should have come down and been yeah. like, I heard someone's phone was going off. We yeah. are now going to commit a public execution.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, if I may for a second... Yeah. Um, I, I know that in... Many a time in the past, I've been like, Broadway, Town is worse than off-Broadway, musically. Oh, um, we're getting a change of heart. Listen, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> I will say that, like, musically, listening to it live, the changes in, like, instrumentation and harmony do not bother me nearly as much as I thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the thing that really bothered me about the soundtracks, Um, and when I would complain, people would be like, you haven't seen it live. You can't complain about this. And I'm like, yes, I can. And I still can, but also they were kind of right. Um, that the, the little like things that they did to make the music and harmonies more mainstream don't sound more mainstream when they're being performed actively. Exactly. Um, but act two, They- the songs that they added just, like, weren't that good. No. I'll be honest, you can- you can tell so easily what songs they added because some of them are, like, beautiful and have real gorgeous lyrics and just, like, contribute to, like, the vibes so well. Mm -hmm. And some of the songs are like, We're singing about the plot of Act 2, and it's on Broadway! Um, Yeah.
1: Like you get this beautiful, uh, like flowers. I think that's what the song is called. Or, yeah. Persephone, not Persephone. Flowers
0: is actually not in the off-Broadway soundtrack, but it's in the concept album. Yeah. And I think that it was like verbatim the lyrics from the concept album. So it was phenomenal. Yeah, like, it was gorgeous. And she just kills it on that performance. Yeah. And then you had, um,. I don't know. Is a song called "Is It True"? It's a song where all of the all of the mine workers are like, "Maybe we should start a revolution because Orpheus told us to." Yeah. Um, it's
1: so funny because all the people i see on uh, I saw from the tour on TikTok or say like that
0: that's like their favorite song to perform. That makes sense because it's the song where they're doing the most. Yeah. It's the song where like a lot of things happen, and it also like is about starting a social movement, and it like is about protest. Um, it's mm-hmm. just like. Town as a musical is not about social change and protest, it's about these two relationships. Yeah. Um, like, and it's anti-capitalist, but yeah. that's
1: not... That's yeah, and I
0: said this when we were walking out of the show, is that all of the changes that they made from between Off-Broadway and Broadway feel like it was to make the social themes of it more obvious to like an upper class audience that would be watching the show on Broadway like it's like they changed it from this show about how capitalism corrupts and changes the relationships you have with people that you love and they changed it from being about that to being like newsies and lame is like it's like people rising up against evil Hades um and it's like even though that's not really what it was no that's not what it was about originally and it's like yeah, the fact that they had the workers follow, like, behind Eurydice also following Orpheus out um, was also a bit strange to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, you have made this story that is very personal no longer personal.
1: Yeah, especially because it's like, I understand what they were going for, and I yeah. think it's
0: really powerful, but, yeah. like, I think... But it's like, they should have brought more of that in in Act 1. Yeah,
1: because it's like, I th- I was like, oh, that's really cool, because it's, like, making a point about how, like... Uh, workers are separated and forced to like have to...
0: Yeah. It's like all of the things that they said with the workers was very cool, I, but it felt like two-thirds of a very cool musical about Hades and Persephone and Orpheus and Eurydice and one-third Newsies, but it's underground. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they really said underground Newsies. And I will say, Newsies is my favorite musical, um, besides Hadestown. But...
1: Yeah. I genuinely think Hadestown is amazing, Yeah, but also... Mm, real good. Some of that was not necessary. Yeah. But um, I understand why they did it, because I don't think old white people would get it Exactly. Otherwise.
0: It's like, the, the people who are able to pay for Broadway um, are not the people who would get a more subtle anti-capitalist message. Yeah. They're the people who watched Parasite and thought the poor people were the Parasites. Yeah. So, like,
1: it's understandable why yeah. Anais Mitchell was like, we gotta amp it up a bit more. Precisely. Um, we also watched Iphigenia. Iphigenia. I couldn't even begin to explain it to you. Like, we, you
0: gave a pretty really decent explanation. Thank you. Yeah, it's, like I said, it is so, so very cool. I love it so yeah. much. At the end of Act 1, oh my God, they yes. rip the, like, the basic premise of it is that the first act is this opera where the Spartans keep killing different iterations of Iphigenia. And then Artemis comes in and is like, realizes that they're in a myth and is like wait a second we should stop killing these women um and rescues the most recent version of iphigenia and is like stop killing women um or deer yeah. is is the woman also a deer i don't know i really don't yeah <laughs> don't quote me on any of what i'm about to say i really didn't understand what was going on i understood then, the general gist but yeah, they exactly. really
1: tried to make you not
0: yeah and then at the end of act 1 they rip Off all of the opera sets. Um, Like they just like rip the backdrop into a corner and there's a jazz band in the background and then they do some funky like jazz opera combo solos between all of the women who have died. And it was Um, like the best part of the entire show. Yeah, it was so cool. I wish they'd spent more time. With just like the women singing to each other on this stage painted with high gloss paint and telling their stories yeah. I was like I was like
1: no keep telling me about how Jasmine was bottled and, t- and sold the and yeah. to an unho- into an into unholy permanence so
0: cool um, but then like all of them all of the dead Iphigenias are like now living Iphigenia we're gonna send you back into the opera but you gotta remember it's an opera so you don't kill yourself <laughs> um, and then they sent her back into the opera. And then at the last minute, she remembers. And so she doesn't kill herself. Instead, she just does some <laughs> sick some sick jazz improv. Yeah. Um, and as she's doing it, everyone starts copying the improv that she's doing. And so it's like everyone else slowly realizes that they're in a myth and yeah. that they can control the narrative if they want. And then everyone just walks off stage. And that's the end of the opera. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big opera person,
1: but I like weird art. So Yeah, it's
0: like I can understand that it is super innovative as an opera. Like I said, I love the way it was constructed. I love thinking about it. I don't want to listen to it again because it's so much opera. Yeah. Uh,
1: This is why I said that that I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Not because it was too weird. No, I love that. I just don't like opera that
0: much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whenever I say it, I feel like I was high on cold medicine,
0: Mm-mm.
1: not because it was, like, not because it was weird. It was because half of it was opera. Yeah. And that just added to, like, the surreal... The the surreal... My head just being, like, what is happening? Yeah. Because, also, I want to throw this in, because I thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but also it was the most frustrating, mm-hmm. which is that the captions...
0: Yeah. Apparently, opera super captions are just bad. Um, which... I feel like it's fine if you're seeing an opera that's in Italian or German and so it's like roughly translating what's going on on stage. Yeah. But this was in English and they had super captions that were just like behind or off the whole time.
1: Yeah, so you were either having to read really fast cuz they were like oh we're behind and they switched it. Yeah. Uh, or they were like a little or they were like really far behind and you're like okay, we're moving on. Yeah. Or, my favorite, whenever they just, just didn't caption a line at all, because mm-hmm. it was spoken and they assume that everyone can hear it over the orchestra. This yeah. is untrue. Yeah.
0: And then at the end, they finished the captions and the little PowerPoint, like, the forward and back, like, the controls <laughs> show up in the corner of a PowerPoint screen, showed up in the corner of the super caption screen. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was, like, <laughs> in, like, an important moment. We had no reason to be
1: busting out laughing at the camera. we did. Opera. like... All through, like, you, me, Alex, just started, cr- like, laughing out loud. Yeah. It was... It was bad. Yeah.
0: It, it's very good, though. If it ever goes on tour, or the soundtrack gets released or anything, yeah, give it give it a whirl. Yeah, if you are into opera, if you like opera... Even if you don't, because, yeah. like, I I could get past the fact that it's opera so easily when I was watching it. That's very true, it's yeah. It's just the fact that it's, like, I'm not gonna experience it again... Because I don't think I don't think I'd be able to do the second time because now I like have now I like have all my thoughts about it yeah and before I was able to get past the fact that I don't like opera because I was like thinking about it so yeah hard, I this was like, time Ooh, I'm dissecting this performance but now I won't be doing that I'll just yeah. be like damn these men sure sure are singing
1: yeah it's it's good to experience one time and never again yeah uh, and but Esperanza Spalding is a genius yeah she's She's so f***ing
0: We were saying this before the show started, but I forgot that, like, prodigies still happen. I thought I, like, in my mind, they kind of died out with Mozart. But, like, this woman was a professor at Berkeley at age 20, and now she's, like, 22, maybe? And she just wrote and starred in this full opera. Yeah. Um, go Esperanza Spalding. She's also from the, the... She's from Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah. Love that for her. Uh... And the final
1: thing we saw, well, not the final, in, in sequential order, but, like, I yeah. guess this is the first thing we saw, and then kind of went forward. We kind of went backwards,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: yeah. Uh, Ghost Quartet.
0: Yes, we did see Ghost Quartet.
1: And, um, oh my
0: god. Yeah. It was, a, it was, it was like, a student production. Uh, only Emerson students were allowed to go. It was so good.
1: But, oh boy, if you were an Emerson student, you were having a great night. Yes. Because <laughs> these performers, oh my gosh. <laughs> they were yeah, so good. They were very talented.
0: If if anyone knows the cast of Ghost Quartet from MTag, tag Wasn't it? Yeah, it was MTag. tag yeah. um, Hit them up. Tell them they did a good job. Yeah. I'm sure they know, but tell them they did a good job. Everyone at Emerson is so insecure, they need to hear it again.
1: Yeah. No, because genuinely, like, some of those... Like, this, the set, like, the, the simplicity of it, like, the staging, mm-hmm. their voices... The, the woman who played Pearl, she had yeah such an insane voice
0: yeah and it's like the way that they staged certain things was very cool too in the one where they're talking about how Rose took a picture of a ghost yeah um my favorite yeah yeah. the the pearl is like behind a sheet and she like keeps running forward and so like her body is like pressed into the sheet and Mm -hmm. so like she looks like a picture of a ghost yeah because it's like a sheet that was like hung in a frame um, and then at one point she like reaches her hand out through the sheet. Yeah. And it was like the lighting made it, like the shadows were so good. Oh. Like, I'm, a, I'm a slut for some good shadow work in a same. musical theater production.
1: Yeah, it's like the way that it hung so perfectly to even look just like a sheet ghost. Exactly. I was like, oh my god, I could kiss whoever did this. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, we're almost out of time.
0: We are, but all of this to say, theater's coming back and it's real good. Yeah.
1: If you have an opportunity to do so
0: safely, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Most theaters are not social distanced, um, which is unfortunate, but such is life when arts exist to make money. Yeah. Um but if if you're comfortable sitting close to people, maybe go with the group. Yeah. Um Yeah.
1: I, I don't think I would do anything more than that, personally. Like like I said before, yeah. like, skip
0: the conventions, go and see a community theater production instead.
1: Yeah. I, hey, town was something we only really did because we were like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime
0: experience. Yeah. I don't So was Iphigenia.
1: Yeah, but I don't think I would do any of
0: that again. Do yeah. you have any recommendations? Succession. <laughs> yeah, watch Succession. Yeah. Watch Succession so you can agree with me that Macaulay and Karen Colgan do not look <laughs> they the same. Look,
1: they look so similar.
0: <laughs> they look... Like, they look like brothers, kind of. They look really similar. Okay. <laughs> you can live in the reality I of I
1: don't live in reality. I don't live in a falsehood.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alright. I'm being gaslit. <laughs> I'm being bullied and gaslit. You know, <laughs> I, come in, I come in here every day. I wake up every day and I'm so good to you people. And then in return, all I get is bullied. Yes. Correct. I'm like, you, Jack Loney, are my best. You're one of my best friends in the whole world. And you're like, that's great. Anyways, I'm gonna believe.
0: Yeah, your recommendation is succession? Yep.
1: Um, I stand by
0: that. I don't know that I have anything. Like I said in the pre show, I'm not really consuming media lately. I, yeah. I started Neon Genesis Evangelion. Again, I'm gonna make it through this time, and it's real good. I yeah, she's beautiful. Um, That's less of a recommendation and more of just an update on what I've been up to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, oh, the new Mitski song. Ah, uh, the only uh, heartbreaker. Only heart-breaker. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Whatever. I'm so excited for the new album because like the sound aesthetic that Mitski seems to be going for with yeah. like, this song and working for the knife is like I, so up my alley. Yeah, I was literally it's about got that. It's got that like um like 80s girl pop stank on it
1: yeah I was literally
0: about to say like whatever she's doing she's hit she's hit directly in the cortex of my brain exactly you can like you can dance to it you can walk around to it you can lay on the floor and absorb it yeah you got options she's versatile um yeah oh Oh. I get to do a spiel oh it's been so long yeah it has I hope I don't it up um we are a brain rot presents production that means that if you want to learn more about the other projects that we're up to um our audio drama is wrapping up quite shortly actually um you can follow us anywhere at brain rot underscore preserves that's presents with no ease um oh no Oh, we also have a Patreon that you can subscribe to for some bonus content, like the pre-show that I keep referencing, uh, or a fundraiser if you want to just make a one-time donation to help us pay our voice actors and editor and producers, stuff like that. Um, if you don't care about that, if you just like this show, we have an Instagram account. It's at Lukeworm Takes EC, as in Emerson College. Um, is there anything else? No, I think you got it. Yeah, that seems to be everything. Um, the new episode of Nemesign... Drops next Friday. Yeah. Or was this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the new episode of No Sign drops this Friday. <laughs> I <laughs> know my own show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm doing good. But I'm very proud of this episode.
1: I basically wrote it on my own. Yeah, so. it's
0: good. Um, you should tune in for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: so if you guys don't like it, uh, you can just that's too yeah, bad. Yeah, DM me directly and tell me how bad I suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, right. That's been everything. I've been Jack. I've been Ford. I'm going to go get some mashed potatoes from the dining hall.
1: You better believe it. Yes. All right. We're about to eat dinner. (laughs) Good night.
0: See you next week. Good night.